everyone, welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast, the first podcast of Black History Month. Happy Black History Month to everyone out there, everybody black out there. Happy month. This is our month. Let's do some great things in our month and then beyond our month. We don't need to be confined to just a month, and we are not confined to just a month, but it's good to have a month, right? And we can we can celebrate our month, celebrate us, and then continue to go beyond, prosper, do some buzz light your shit, okay? Um, but anyway, today has been an interesting day, and this week has been an interesting week week and I'm going to talk about the GameStop stuff um later on. There's just a couple of points I wanted to um talk about first because I feel like the GameStop stock um situation is going to is going to take up a lot of meat of the podcast. So I figured I'd I'd order it this way. Um but first of all I want to talk about baseball, baseball being my favorite sport, baseball being something that I love, but also something that isn't perfect, right? And the thing about baseball is the Hall of Fame is in a sticky situation, and it has been in a, for a while, because Barry Bonds, one of the best players ever, is eligible to be in the Hall of Fame, but he is not in the Hall of Fame because of steroid allegations, right? And because Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame and other people are also not in the Hall of Fame, there's sort of this like log jam of people who should probably be in or should be more considered to be in the Hall of Fame that just aren't, right? Because really, like based off of performance, there's absolutely no reason why Barry Bonds shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, right? It's based off of steroids and letting that precedent in because if you let Barry Bonds in and he has been alleged to do steroids, performance-enhancing drugs, which if you didn't know are banned in baseball, um, but because he's not in, if you let him in, then that opens up the gates for other people who were you know, either caught or alleged to use steroids, those people now have a path to get in because Barry got in. Those other people got in. And I think the precedent there is kind of weird. And there's also this sort of weird purity of the game mindset that a lot of baseball people have, especially like older baseball people have. And that's preventing Barry Bonds from getting in. And then when Barry Bonds doesn't get in, other people don't get in. If Barry Bonds does get in, so many more people who are deserving of getting in, like, will probably get in. And it's not even just people who are deserving that were alleged to take performance-enhancing drugs. There are other people who have no allegations of performance-enhancing drugs that are not getting in. Like, they are on the ballot, and you're eligible to get on the ballot. You're eligible to be in the Hall of Fame for, like, a certain set of years, right? And there's a lot of people, right? And I think part of the the sort of clogging of the steroid users or alleged steroid users is batting down these other people that otherwise had fine careers and probably should get in. And I think part of it is like of my opinion of it is I'm a little bit too nice. Like I think any player that I like should probably get into the Hall of Fame if they were good enough. But other people don't feel that way. But it's just... 
baseball is in a weird spot with the Hall of Fame because this year, nobody got into the Hall of Fame. And to me, I don't think that should happen. Right, I don't think there should be years where nobody gets into the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying that just anybody can get in the Hall of Fame. Like we can't just have any old buddy in the Hall of Fame, right? It's the Hall of Fame for a reason. But nobody getting into the Hall of Fame like consistently, which is happening in baseball, like there's years where there's just no one in the Hall of Fame and you're like, oh, whatever, right? That I don't think that should happen right like i feel like because the current call it the current system of hall of fame you have to get a certain percentage of votes to be inducted in the hall of fame in the years that you're eligible right and if no one meets that percentage no one gets in what i think it should be right is if no one gets in if no one's eligible right then you do a revote right of the people that got, say, the highest percentage, like the five people with the highest percentage, we do a revote saying, out of these five, you have to pick at least one to be in the Hall of Fame, right? And then do that, those people get a certain percentage, like say, of those five top, they get like, say 60%, 70%, 75% of the vote, right? Those people in the top five get re-voted and then maybe we get one, two, or three people in the Hall of Fame, right, each year, right? Just so we have something because even if they didn't make it in the first vote, right, they're still deserving, right? And this whole, like, waiting process, I think it's it's so strange to me, right, that baseball is just sort of cool with having nobody in the Hall of Fame. Now, there is the flip side, which is the NBA Hall of Fame, or it's not even NBA, it's just Basketball Hall of Fame, which I think is way too lenient, and other people think it's way too lenient, but I don't think a, profo- a proposed, like, tiered voting system where if no one makes the initial percentage cutoff, right, other we do revotes, right, until we get to like one, two, or three that um make that cut, make that percentage cut, right? I don't think that makes it super lenient because even then only like if we do a top five and then all those five make it in, that's only five, right, out of the fucking dozens of people that are on the ballot. So I don't think that that's too much of an issue. And I think that we can let more people in and let Barry Bonds in. Barry Bonds, like, if you don't think Barry Bonds is the greatest player ever, he's one of the greatest players ever, steroids or not, right? So let him in, let the people in, right? There is some like questions about like repeat offenders like a Robinson Cano for example who has been repeatedly caught with the performance enhancing drugs like I think if you get caught once like that's not really a big deal or like if you were alleged but never caught like really I don't think that's a super big deal there's questions when there's multiple like Robinson Cano right Robinson Cano I think is probably not making it to the Hall of Fame after he got busted again for performance-enhancing drugs. I think there was sort of a question mark around Robinson Cano for a long time after he first got caught, but now that he got got like a second time, there's there's no way for him, which sucks for him, but I I don't control it. But I think if you get caught once, like that's once, right? You did it once, you got caught, you're not doing it again, right? You still performed you still played the game you can let those people in like come on come on but anyway um another thing 
that I wanted to mention. I was talking about, or not talking about, I was talking to um, my niece slash cousin, um, small child that is related to me. Um, and we were talking today, and you know how adults talk to kids, like it's kind of basic stuff. And my niece slash cousin slash small child that I'm related to, I mean, I I just say niece, but you never know these things. Um, we were talking about like what we what we watch on TV, and this girl said, "Oh, like Bluey." Like she mentioned something like, "This is like Bluey, right? This is my show, Bluey." And I was like, "What the fuck is Bluey?" Not in those words to the child, but I was like, "Oh, you mean Blue's Clues, like Blue's Clues, right?" I used to watch Blue's Clues. I know what you're talking about. And then she said, "No." Bluey. And then I showed her a picture of Blue's Clues and she looked at the Blue's Clues and was like, no, I've seen this. This is not Bluey. So now I have to look at Bluey, which is pretty much a Disney Plus exclusive in America. I don't think you can see it anywhere else, but if you have Disney Plus, you can see Bluey, which is an Australian show about an entirely different blue dog named Bluey and Bluey's family. And the reason why I bring this up, right, is not that my cousin niece relative is watching Australian blue dogs on Disney Plus, at least not entirely. The pl- the premise of this show Bluey, I watched two episodes of Bluey, right? They're short episodes, they're like eight minutes long. I watched two episodes of Bluey. And it's basic, you know, kid show stuff like learning lessons about sharing and being responsible, all of that stuff. But in the lessons of like being responsible, being nice, being kind, Bluey and Bluey has like um a sibling named Bingo in the show and then they live with their family, right? Bluey and Bluey's sibling Bingo beat the living shit out of their dad. Like it's actually pretty funny, right? Like cuz like, in order to learn the lessons, they're like they're like punching the dad or the dad is getting hurt or they're poking the dad in the stomach. Like they're just baiting the dad's ass while learning wholesome lessons. And I gotta say, Australia, you're doing kids shows right. Like American shows, like they don't beat the the dad's ass at that young, right? Dora the Explorer, dad's ass is not being beaten. Bob the Builder, the dad's ass is not being beaten. But in Australia with Bluey, this dad is getting his ass handed to him. This man is getting his ass kicked regularly, right? And that's usually for the more like grown kids. Like usually you don't get that until you get to like the like the fairly odd parents type thing. And even fairly odd parents, they're not like beating the parents' ass like that. But um and when you get older, like sometimes there's some slapstick parents. But no, this is for fucking like three to five year olds bluey is and this dad is getting his ass absolutely whopped and i think that that's hilarious right and it also got me thinking like with the rise of disney plus and netflix and these sort of online um kids shows right because bluey this is an australian show on disney plus that only has one season right this is something that I don't know how popular it is amongst American kids, but my initial reaction is that this is something that's pretty obscure and is like these kids, right? Kids nowadays could be growing up like watching shit that they can't talk to anyone else about, right? Like for my generation, right? I was born in 94. 
Like, we could all talk about Bob the Builder, right? We could all talk about Dora the Explorer, right? Those were things that were, like, culturally relevant for young people, right? Blue's Clues, Sesame Street, right? These things are things that every kid, like, even if they don't watch it, they know about it, right? But now, right, and especially with these older teachers, right, these teachers could know Sesame Street, Blue's Clues, but are they going to know Bluey? No, right? These kids are watching like hyper-specific content or the content is getting more hyper-specific or more obscure. Like kids watching obscure kids content and then not being able to relate to other people. Like that could be a potentially interesting dynamic, right? Because again, back in the day, like with the iconic characters like Elmo, Dora, Blue, right? Um, Steve from Blue's Clues, right? Those iconic characters, like when you're developing your relationships as a kid, you can make connections through those characters, right? But if my cousin, niece, relative, right, is um, talking about Bluey and her classmates, right, don't know anything about Bluey, right? There's a whole bunch of awkward silences to be had. And maybe I'm thinking into it too much and maybe... Disney Plus is so accessible and maybe Bluey is like really popping in America and I just don't have kids of my own so I don't know but um it just was funny like this more hyper obscure more and more obscure content that kids have the potential to watch with Disney Plus Hulu Netflix HBO Max whatever it is right are they going to have like completely different media experiences whereas kids in my generation even though it wasn't like not everyone watched exactly the same thing right but the culture was a lot more homogenous then and the completely different media experiences for kids could be interesting and this is also an australian show with australian english right it might be interesting to see if kids are watching like British shows, Australian shows, Canadian shows, right? Indian shows, Nigerian shows, right? Shows that are in English but different varieties of English, right? If they pick up any mannerisms based on these shows that they watch in these like developmental language building years, right? It could be could be something to watch out for, something to study cuz I think that could be interesting for the kids. Um but anyway, other other than that, something really important is coming up. Not just Black History Month, but Groundhog's Day, okay? And I was thinking a little bit about Groundhog's Day because, well, one, it's an important holiday. But two, Groundhog, like the name Groundhog, Groundhog, means a pig or hog that is in the ground, that messes with the ground, that likes the ground, right? And even though the groundhog isn't literally a hog, you know, it's something that likes the ground, right? And then we have another animal with a similar name. This might not come as a, or might come as a surprise to you. You might be expecting this, you might not. But aardvark, the word aardvark, A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K, first, one of the first few words in the dictionary, that word, means earth pig okay ard means earth in like dutch and vark means pig in like dutch or like south african dutch afrikaans right so that word aardvark means earth pig so we have an earth pig in the public consciousness and the groundhog in the public consciousness 
So what that means is aardvarks and groundhogs, like if they ever come into contact with each other, the town won't be big enough for the two of them. They basically have the same name. So who would win in a fight between a groundhog and an aardvark, right? And thinking about it, groundhogs are more wood or not not woodsy, um, rodent-y, right? Groundhogs are more like rodents. Aardvarks are really their own fucking thing, but they're a more hardier, sturdier animal, at least in my mind, right? So when comparing aardvarks and groundhogs, at first I thought the groundhog would win, right? Or I'm sorry, at first I thought the aardvark would win. Then I thought the groundhog would win because I think groundhogs are more stealthy, right? I think groundhogs are a little bit more sneaky with their underground movements. And I think a groundhog can, if it was so inclined, prepare and launch a bunch of sneak attacks at the aardvark. And the aardvark won't be able to defend in time and it won't be able to counter in time if the groundhog was in a particularly nasty mood, right? I don't think a fight between a groundhog and aardvark is going to be a landslide for a groundhog because again i think aardvarks are sturdier and can probably you know take a bit more hits than a groundhog can and if the groundhog is slipping the aardvark could get some good hits on the groundhog but i'm thinking the groundhog right with its like burrowing abilities and aardvarks can mess with the earth a little bit but i think groundhogs right really emphasis on ground here could beat the aardvark in a fight and now will this ever happen probably not i'm not encouraging you to illegally smuggle um an aardvark into the united states and have it fight a groundhog that's not what i'm saying and i don't think it's morally correct to just like put these animals in a ring and have them fight but in a hypothetical situation with a groundhog and an aardvark open field equal ability level equal strength right just go at it i think there's a solid chance that the groundhog pulls up the upset using a bit of a bit of tactics you know a bit of stealth a bit of evading a bit of carefully planned strategic attacks and we have a groundhog victory right and we'll see what happens groundhog's day we'll see what this groundhog sees its shadow or not we'll see how the weather is going to be looking or not but that's something to think about right a hypothetical fight between two animals groundhog aardvark you might not have thought about that before but think about it long enough and i'm pretty sure you'll you'll be coming out groundhog i'm pretty sure you could be team groundhog even if you're thinking i'm bullshitting you right now even if you think there's no way a groundhog can beat an aardvark just 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 take a look at the logistics real fast um but yeah other than that real quick the super bowl is coming up next week and i'll probably talk about that but one sort of realization that i had is the super bowl of 2020 was sort of the last good thing america did in 2020 because the pandemic really started you know popping off in march super bowl is always in february right we had like that super bowl moment right and that was sort of the last big thing right and then pandemic hits everything just kind of rolls off into a pile of shit in america and now we're at the 
we're at the Super Bowl again and it's going to be a lot different like atmosphere of the Super Bowl right I don't know if they're the Super Bowl is in Florida so there's probably going to be fans available there but I think the atmosphere is going to be different the energy is going to be different for a Super Bowl and just think like it was all good a year ago we had Shakira and J-Lo like dancing it up on stage we had a football game in between the Shakira and J-Lo like that's something that you know, we had fun with, right? And now, now we don't, right? So we've, we've made like minimal progress in 2020, but um, we'll see how the Super Bowl turns out. I'll probably talk about that. But now, right, after spending 20 minutes talking about rodents and baseball and other things, right? Finally, 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 this GameStop situation because I do not purport to be a financial expert, right? If I was to tell you I was a financial expert, you would figure out I was a fraud within 20 minutes of me like trying to talk to you, right? So what that means is I don't know much about the stock market. I don't know like proper investing techniques or, you know, Wolf of Wall Street type shit. I don't know anything like that, right? So when I saw that people were driving up GameStop stocks, right, at first, I didn't fully understand what was going on, right? But then it turns out that a bunch of like average regular degular people who were on Reddit, right, were driving up GameStop stock, right, to screw over the hedge fund, right? Originally, I think I thought it was the other way around. I thought that hedge fund type people were screwing over regular people, but no, we're screwing over the hedge fund, which is good, right? Because from what I can tell here, right, hedge funds are kind of just like for scamming and hoarding wealth. So we can we can do without hedge funds, right? I'm pretty sure if hedge funds didn't exist, and again, I am talking out of my literal ass here, but um, I'm pretty sure we could do without hedge funds not existing. I don't think the world would be so much worse off without hedge funds, right? But they were increasing the stock, right? And then I guess people were publicly trading on Robinhood or people were using Robinhood to drive up this GameStop stock as well as AMC, the movie theater. And Robinhood, right, they shut that shit down, right? Robin Hood said, absolutely fucking not, right? And again, I've never used Robin Hood, but I have listened to podcasts, right? And I think if you listen to enough podcasts, you know what Robin Hood is. And Robin Hood is sort of pre- presenting itself. Robin Hood positions itself as sort of this every man investor tool like it's for people to get into stocks to earn a little money and to like safely dip their feet into the water right that's robin hood like this sort of power to the people type of stock market tool and robin hood in a stunning lack of commitment to their cause right said you know what we're going to shut down this GameStop shit, right? None of these Redditors can get over on us. We're shutting it down. We're going to pretend, or not pretend, protect these sort of ultra-rich hedge fund billionaire types. Because these Redditors, if you didn't know, are costing hedge funds or were costing hedge funds a lot of money. Like, 
actual billions of dollars, right, in money that they were causing these hedge funds to lose, right, which is, again, chef's kiss, fuck them, right, um, but Robin Hood goes from naming itself Robin Hood, which is taking from the rich and distributing it amongst the poor, right, and purporting themselves as a sort of everyman investing tool, right, they went against the everyman, and I say a lot of things like I don't know how certain people or celebrities will come back from a scandal like this. But for Robin Hood, right, after you like completely go against even your own namesake, right, like that seems like literally torpedoing your own cause, right? I could see, right, I can see like slowing down trading of a certain stock if a lot of people are doing the same stock at the same time and it's causing like the app to like slow down or like use too much bandwidth like i can understand something like that right but stopping the trade of a certain stock after there's a completely legal from my understanding like screwing over of hedge funds right all that does is make you seem like you're down with the hedge fund right like you're down with the ultra rich rather than the everyman right and if you're going to advertise yourself as something easy for any fucking idiot that wants to get into the start market to do right you can't do that like you have to know that you can't do that at least not in the way that you have done it right and now robin hood their ass is all the way deep like their ceo their founder or whatever has been doing interviews and he looks like a fucking dweeb right i don't know how the the robin hood community is going to bounce back because i would imagine i never downloaded robin hood but i would imagine a lot of people have deleted or moved away from the app or if they work for the company quit their job after something like this because if you you can't tell people you work at robin hood after this if i say oh i work for robin hood you're gonna be like oh those fucking hedge fund fuckers no absolutely not so robin hood right you, you if you wanted to do it you shouldn't have cited with hedge funds right because now it seems abundantly clear that you weren't really for all of us all along you were just in for the corporate building of wealth right and letting other people think excuse me letting other people think that they were in control but really they didn't have much control on anything right because it's like you saw capitalism capitalizing for regular people and then you said no like these people can trade and do whatever but capitalism is only really supposed to capitalize for like the one percent or like the top five percent right you saw capitalism capitalizing for the wrong people and then you you cut off the people right that were benefiting currently from capitalism capitalizing right and i've seen people say like oh like this is just capitalism this is just free market like just let the market be free and to my understanding right capitalism doesn't necessarily need a free market right what capitalism needs is capital it just so happens that a lot of us are um or a lot of us in America are so used to this like free market idea that we don't see 
the capitalism as in as extricable from the free market right but um i don't think you actually need like free market in the way that we think to have capitalism but in this case right where we have the situation set up as it is right and we have letting the market decide mentality right the market was deciding right maybe it was some artificial driving up of stocks but the market was saying this is what we're doing right now right and then robin hood just completely fucked it and i don't think they did it in a legal way i don't think you can actually like stop a stock from being traded if you're just a phone app right like that doesn't seem legal at all right so robin hood they are down bad right and then there's something else here right and that is the whole hedge fund thing right and again i don't know much about finances i don't know much about stocks at all but what i don't know absolutely anything about is hedge funds right and maybe that's just me being like showing how little of value i am but hedge funds right i don't know i don't know very much anything about hedge funds right everything i know about hedge funds i've learned in the past two days and that even still isn't much right but what i do know is that these hedge funds were shorting the stock like they were practicing something called shorting the stock and i'm gonna explain that a little bit if it's wrong i probably know i don't know this stuff right but basically they're buying stock and then they're selling it waiting for the stock to drop and then buying it again and somehow that makes people money right I'm, i don't know right but what it seems like to me right is that what these hedge funds are doing in this shorting stock method right since it's like sort of like this get rich quick type of thing right it feels like this is just a scam it feels like this whole shorting stock method is just a scam that rich people were doing. It's legal scamming. And the stock market in a lot of ways, right, if shorting is a thing, it just seems like a lot of this is just absolute scamming, right? And we we glorify this stock market in this country like, oh, like invest in stocks or this is an investment baker or this person invested in all these things and now they're rich now. And I'm not saying don't invest. Like if you can have like um, another stream of income, like go for it. Like I'm not going to stop you from investing, right? But idolizing the stock market just seems kind of weird now. Like I've never been one to idolize the stock market or like be fascinated by the stock market or the numbers or anything. But now that we know that these hedge funds are for sure scamming, right? And just trying to like make a quick billion dollars for their pocketbook, right? Now that we know that that stuff is like for sure happening. And by we, I mean the people that are ignorant to the stuff like me. um, Like this whole idealization of the stock market is like bro you're just scammers right you're just scammers that did it in a fucking different way right you hedge fund people that are shorting stock that's that's scamming right not every person who invests in stocks is a scammer no but 
it seems that there's a lot of like super rich people that are scamming because having like an investment that's not a fucking job right investing in a company is not a job i can buy stocks that's that's not a job but these people have made that sort of thing and again i'm no expert here but it seems like they made that sort of thing their job and that whole thing about like this whole passive income and like gaming the system to get as much money as you can that seems a little bit like a scam to me like if you told me that you were going to do the equivalent of shorting a stock to an actual human person right i would say you scammed them you got one over on them you hoodwinked them you bamboozled them you pickpocketed them right that's what i would say right like but at the stock market and at that level where people are like rolling the dice like having the stock market like be more like a casino like more like fucking las vegas right that seems it seems fishy to me right it seems like something that makes you a lot of money but is it really different than people on the lower level that you sort of demonize and villainize who are probably also doing some scamming shit like i don't know what the actual concrete difference is other than like your your view or like how society views you right because i i have been in contact and i know my fair share of scammers and this whole wall street business seems a bit like a scam and no one can do anything about it because this shit is legal right that shorting stuff that shorting sock stuff is legal it doesn't even fully make sense to me but it's a way to bet and then make money and all of all of that it's it's legal so what are you gonna do right it's it's legal scamming congratulations right you figured out how to be a scammer and not get dirty looks from your mother-in-law right that that's what it is basically right and then like knowing about like hedge funds and things and i do need to do more research on hedge funds to like fully know about them but knowing what i know about hedge funds right that's something that like of course hedge funds are like rich people shit but like why are hedge funds like so mysterious like People are talking about hedge funds, right? And the hedge fund is doing this. Hedge fund is doing this. I barely saw anyone actually describe what a hedge fund is, right? Do people actually know, right? Because I don't think a lot of people know, myself included. To my understanding, hedge funds sort of, they, they're they sort of like a trustee to your money. And then you can sort of allocate that money in different places. But if the hedge fund people are the ones doing these shorting stock investments, right? These are sort of these middleman trustees that you're entrusting with your scamming, right? That's what it seems like it is. And these rich people are getting away with it, right? But I don't think a lot of people know like the inner workings of a hedge fund. And I think that's probably by design because not anyone can just start up a hedge fund or like be like super important in a hedge fund so it makes sense that not a lot of people know but 
I wouldn't be surprised if most hedge funds had something illegal going on just because people don't know what they're doing, right? They're so secretive and it's like, for why, right? Why, why are you so secretive? Why does nobody like know super well how to elaborate and explain on what hedge funds do? I saw a lot of people talking about the concept of shorting stock and saying that the hedge funds are doing it, but what on God's green galaxy is a hedge fund, right? I don't think people know, right? And I can't tell you everything for sure, but I don't think people know. It's like private equity, right? Private equity, like hedge funds, like these things just seem like cover-ups for white-collar crime to me, right? Private equity, I don't know what the fuck that is, right? That doesn't even make any sense to me, right? And people who work in private equity, right, don't fucking have titles. They just say, oh, I work in private equity. Like, what is this? What in the white-collar crime is going on, right? Like, what are you, what are you hiding? What are you rich people fucking hiding, right? Do you just know all the secrets, right? Do you just know all the inner workings? Are you blackmailing people? Are you getting this sort of insider information that the rest of us common people don't have, right? Because it, it, from my end, it seems scammy, it seems fishy, but it also seems protected by not only the law, but exclusivity and the selectivity and secrecy. It's it's all very strange to me, right? And like in the long run, who knows what GameStop is going to do or what AMC is going to do. But in the long run, I feel like this is like a net positive for like the companies involved, which is weird, right? Because we spend a lot of time on the internet talking about how like these big companies like don't care about you, right? Especially if you're employed at a place like GameStop or a place like AMC, like doing those like close to minimum wage jobs, like that's not something that like really care like those big corporations don't like really always care about the little guy right they people just work there you know but we saved or those people i didn't really do anything those people like sort of helped revitalize that industry because movie theaters was real bad right gamestop i personally think gamestop like the personal experience of shopping at a GameStop sucks ass, right? Like we have no real better option for a video game store than GameStop, but GameStop sucks ass, right? It's fine to see the video games, but every GameStop, right? The experience there is not a net positive usually for me. GameStop sucks, right? But we kept that game store, that that mainstream game store that is the GameStop that isn't the most pleasurable experience to go through, right? It's something that I like actually dread going through, right? Is staying alive, right? And I appreciate like movie theaters staying alive. I like movie theaters, right? There's a reason why I haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984 yet. And it's not because people gave it bad reviews and people thought it sucked. It's not because of that. I haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984 because I don't want to see a big blockbuster for the first time in my fucking bedroom on the bed, right? That's not what I want to do. I want a cinematic experience. I want to eat the candy. I want to eat the popcorn. I want to eat the hot dog. I want to drink the big ass drink, right? All of that experience, right? That's something that I that I care about, that I like. Because think about it for a second. Think about it from my point of view. A good movie 
is going to be a good movie anywhere, right? Whether it's at the theater, whether it's at home, all of that. A good movie is going to be a good movie anywhere. But that also means that a bad movie is going to be a bad movie anywhere, right? In the theaters, at home, in the fucking drive-in, right? On your computer, on your TV. A bad movie is going to be a bad movie anywhere, right? But with a good movie, right, you don't have to like worry so much about wasting your time right with a bad movie if you go to the movies with your friends when you go to the theater even if the movie is bad it's not gonna be a waste of time because you get to talk about how bad the movie was with whoever you were with that was watching the movie right or if it's something that you like to go to the movies by yourself because i know people like to do go to movies by themselves, right, you can still do that sort of review recap culture thing, right, or you can go and leave your review on Rotten Tomatoes, you can make a fucking YouTube or a TikTok about it, right, but you can still do that even if you're one of those people that likes to go to the movies by themselves, but, and you still have, like, a full experience with the food, the popcorn, drink, all that stuff, but if a movie is bad and you're going to see a movie with friends or family or whatever, you can still discuss how bad the movie is. But if you watch a bad movie by itself, right, just sitting on the couch, right, watching a bad movie by yourself, that's not the same thing. What can you do? Live tweet it to fucking your five people who are going to keep up with it? It's not the same thing. You're not getting that same sort of discussion, review, feedback culture that I think movies have generated through theaters, right? Going to see a bad movie in theater and discussing, talking about it and still having a good time because you are with good people, right? That's something that I think is lacking. Although I do know some people will be like down with movie theaters. They don't like movie theaters. And I respect your opinion, but I disagree. But I think it's good that we saved movie theaters or that this sort of act, this heroic act of buying all this GameStop and AMC stock um, helped keep the businesses afloat while screwing over some other rich assholes in the process, right? Because... Like, think about it. The last movie I saw in real life, right, in the theater, is probably the worst movie I've ever seen, right? Um, the Dr. Doolittle, the newest Dr. Doolittle with Robert Downey Jr., absolutely terrible, right? But in the moment, like, directly after, I could talk about, with the person I went there with, how bad that movie was right we can have a laugh knowing that that movie is so terrible and even if the movie is terrible and you realize it like a quarter of the way through right you can still have fun and like laugh and sort of react to the movie with another person that you don't get right just watching it on your fucking computer screen that's 12 inches right it doesn't happen right you don't get that same thing on an ipad by yourself right so It'll be interesting to see like how the movie landscape changes or doesn't change or if they adjust because some people did see this home theater experience and decided never to go to the movie theater again, right? That is possible, right? But I think we'll we'll see how that is, but when it, when the pandemic started, right? When the pandemic originally started, right? I did not share this idea with very many people because I didn't want to give people any ideas but I think I can share it now seeing as where we're at but when the pandemic started 
and we were like short on food and toilet paper and all that one thing i thought was like likely to get like popped like likely to get broken into was movie theaters right because movie theaters right when no one is there right no one's working at the movie theater the popcorn is still there right the candy is still there the soda machines is still there i thought that if like food like really became a problem in america like i would think that people would hit the movie theater right because that's quick food that doesn't need to be like cooked or prepared right like it's candy and slushies and popcorn and things and you don't have to like really cook a lot of it so people could go through and break in and take a whole bunch of junk food but still food right i thought that was gonna happen but no right instead people drove up the stock right keeping this business afloat through the remainder of the pandemic or I don't know, remainder, we can be in this thing for 10 fucking years, I don't know. But keeping it afloat for now, right, we did the opposite of breaking and steal candy. We said, here's more money to buy candy, right? And I think, honestly, that's kind of beautiful, right? And if hedge funds, which I don't understand, but like continue to despise, right? If hedge funds get screwed over in the process, cool, right? Cool right a hedge fund is literally the apex of privilege right you can be knocked down a couple pegs um but yeah i do need to conserve a little bit of my voice for the work week ahead but yeah i hope you have a happy black history month once again i will see you next time all right thanks for watching listening paying attention i will see you love you good dot com